How's it going, Untap family? It's your buddy, David Williams. No mask today. No uh, glamorous intro. I'm just here, you know. I guess I want to talk about me. I'm being selfish today. I just want to let you guys know a little bit into what I've gone through to to become the man that I am today. And, you know, I've noticed... Well, I've learned lately uh, just during this whole quarantine and everything that's going on, you know, I had a lot of time to reflect on certain things in my life, things I wish I uh, had a chance to talk about with uh, some people who who are no longer with us at the moment. And uh, so it's going to be a little solo act. No guests, but we do have JMKM on the board. So he'll be here to, uh, you know, guide me through this, help me out, ask a few questions if he wants. If I'm yeah. bitching up too much, he's going to let me know. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. You're good. What's um, up, everybody? Thank you for having me, D-Will. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you for being here. I definitely appreciate you for this. But um, so I'm just going to go ahead and dive in to everything. And like I said, you know, 2020 has been a hell of a year, right? <laughs> Man, and it's, and it's, it, and I feel like it's just started like right. <laughs> a lot, a lot for real. around the corner. I feel like I can't wait for the, for the season finale. <laughs> for real. How's, uh, how's, how's quarantine been treating you? Uh, you know, uh, it's been good. A lot of times to reflect similar to like what you're saying, like, this is just causing everybody to look at things a little bit different. And uh, it's been, it's been a challenge, but uh, you know, so far so good, they say. Hey, glad to hear, glad to hear everything's going well on your end. Uh, my end, my end has been, it has been, uh, I guess, eye opening, you know what I mean? You know, I got a little, you know, big bowl of things going on. Got some, uh, got some depression. With a little bit of heartbreak, a little bit of uh, low self-esteem, you know, sprinkling some cinnamon. You got yourself a nice little son of a bitch cake right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's all it's all for reasons, and I definitely think that you know what's going on is to help me heal. You know, past things that I've been holding on to for a long time. And then that, quite frankly, I just need to release. And um, I'm going to start off the conversation, you know, just addressing my parents. I think a lot of my depression right now is coming up because we're reaching the two-year anniversary of my mom's passing. And it's the 11-year anniversary of the passing of my dad. And like I said, I want to start this off by telling people that whatever I have to say, I still love and respect my parents. Uh, I just wish that I took the time to talk to them about this while they were still here. Mm. And that's definitely uh, one of the biggest regrets that I have currently in my life at the moment. But uh, we'll start off with the, uh, with the trigger of what, you know, got this going was uh, some heartbreak. You know, what I mean, I was uh, 
I cared for somebody, uh, a woman that uh, I never got the chance to tell because I never felt, I didn't feel like I was good enough to be with her. Mm. And I made the mistake of putting her on a pedestal. And, you know, when you put somebody on a pedestal, you, you idolize them, you treat them as a goal and not a person. And I built this fantasy in my head of this man that I have to be to be able to approach her as somebody that she'd be interested in. And when you live in fantasies, you know, the real world keeps moving forward. So Mm. I kind of wish, you know, I kind of wish I just was capable of telling her my emotions when I felt them. But did you, so did you, were you presented with the opportunity to like tell her? You know what? I feel like I was, I feel like I was a few different times, but you know, it was just, like I said, I just didn't feel like I was good enough. And, um, we'll, we'll, we'll jump. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into too many details of that situation because, uh, I, the, the main part of it is, um, you know, I feel like this incident or what happened here, whether um, whether what she was supposed to be in my life to be, you know, somebody like a lover or whatnot, or if she was meant to be in my life for me to start my journey into healing. And, you know, I, whatever it is, I appreciate her for that. And, you know, uh, I've been seeing a therapist lately and, my therapist was telling me that I'm very withdrawn into myself and I definitely need to open up. So I want to open up on a public platform, on a public platform because I feel like a lot of people deal with with the situation I'm dealing with in my life. And it's not a lot of talk about it, especially from, uh, from young men or just men in general. But, uh, you know, like I said, there's things that, I wish I talked about with my parents before they passed and I built up this, re- this resentment towards them because of, you know, how they, uh, I guess how they handle certain situations in my life. And I don't get that opportunity to tell them in person, you know, I, I wished things were, were different, but, you know, I just, uh, I've lost a lot of opportunities. I guess it's just I'm fed up with it now. I just want to talk about it. But um, as a kid, for since I was seven or eight years old, I'm uh, 34 now. But uh, when I was eight, I was molested twice, uh, multiple times by two different people. Uh, one, a family member, and uh, another one, the daughter of a family friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, excuse me. Hey, good man. Take your time. For sure. Uh, and um, the one with the family member was with their cousin. Uh, like I said, I was eight years old. And uh, there wasn't any action taken behind it. You know what I mean? I didn't get, I didn't get any justice behind what happened. Uh, I remember one time, it was probably a few months later, my cousin, he, he got shot 
Uh, he's still alive, though. And I remember driving to the hospital with my mom and my sister, and they were talking about it. And I told my mom, I was like, I'm glad he got shot. I hope he dies. And uh, she pulled over the car. She asked me, why would I say something like that? And I was like, because uh, because of what happened to me, what he did to me. And she didn't think I remembered it. And she was upset about that. And she literally looked at me and she's like, uh, you're not supposed to remember that. I want you to forget. Mm. And as a kid, as a kid, you know, it's like, that's your mom. You got to listen to your mom. But it's something that you could never forget, you know what I mean? Because, you know, especially as you get older and you understand what happened to you, you know, somebody who was supposed to to be the adult in a situation who had a power and abused that power, you realize what really happened, you know, as you get older. And I don't want to, I don't want to say my, well, my mother, I don't believe she took the right action behind that. I don't know if something happened to her as a kid or, you know, if she thought that was the only way she could protect me. Right. But, you know, I, I have to, I've carried that with me for 26 years. And for 26 years, I feel like I've been breathing dirty air off of it because, when you have to go to a uh, a family function or you have to go to this person's house or or you have to do family reunions and you have to, you know, put this smile on and, and embrace this person and act like nothing happened, it eats away at your soul. It really does. It um I was angry. I I like as a, even as a kid I used to fight a lot at school for no reason. I would pick fights with people just to just to do it because I, I was mad. I was um right. I was upset with everybody around me. And I think a lot of that, you know, is due to that situation. And to uh fast forward I think maybe a year or two later. I was molested again by the daughter of a family friend. That situation, uh, I never told anybody about. And that's because, you know, I thought I had to forget. I'm not supposed to remember, you know, these things. So those are things that I've been walking around with for a very long time now, like a really long time. And um, I guess just, you know, 2020 has just been that year when everything just, you know, snowballed and back to back to back to back incidents. And, you know, I think it was this heartbreak was like that final crack in the down. And I just, for two weeks straight, I was in a, I was in a deep, deep depression. Um, and I really didn't know where I was in my life or or if I was doing everything or anything right in my life. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think, um, you know, I think for a long time, I've been playing the part of being a normal person. 
Yeah. And it's, uh, when, when you talk about stuff like this to people, you know, I've, I've talked to a few close friends about it and they, they tell me, you know, you just gotta, you gotta figure out who you are. You know, you gotta figure out who David is, who, what are you about? And I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because like I said, I've been playing this role of what I think a normal person is supposed to do for so long. It's just like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm still acting it or if I'm still, if I'm really trying to figure out who I am. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's like sitting in a dark room, and you just gotta pick a direction and and walk that direction. But you don't know if you're gonna hit a wall or if you're gonna hit, you know, a door, or if you're just gonna keep wandering. And it's, I guess I'm, I want to open up because I want to get help and figure out answers or figure out a direction or figure out whatever it is I need to figure out to, uh, to be happy at the end of the day, because, you know, I've been filled with a lot of resentment, a lot of anger, a lot of low self-esteem, uh, my weaknesses and my uh, shortcomings. I've been, you know, I feel like they've gotten stronger in me and I just, I just need to, figure things out and you know and not everything's on my mom uh like I said I think she just she did what she thought she had to do to protect me right but at the end you know my mom she did everything for me and my sister she provided for us right she worked multiple jobs to uh to hold us down and I love her for that but I don't think she gave me the protection I needed at that age or gave me the protection I needed that I, that I really needed. You know what I mean? Um, you know, when it comes to my dad, he's my dad. (laughs) I I love him. I love him. He was, he did what he, what he could do for me. He was, uh, he tried to be there as much as he could, you know, weekend father, uh, tried to do Sundays with me. Uh, not every Sunday was possible though. Um, but he wasn't a good man. He wasn't a good man at all. Uh, he was verbally and physically abusive, uh, more verbally abusive towards me, more physical towards my mom and my sister. Yeah. Uh, me and my sister got two different dads and I've seen them, say and do things to them that has left a uh has left an imprint on me for for life and uh you know i've seen him pull knives out on my mom i've seen him you know throw christmas presents away that my sisters got uh you know just i don't know man i feel like i'm afraid because these things that happened, they obviously left an imprint on me. And mm-hmm. I guess my biggest fear is I'm going to turn out like my dad. I'm going to turn out like that cousin. 
and I'm aware that, you know, this was it the statistics of things, you know, a lot of people do end up being, you know, the bad people they are because of things that happen to them. Right. And I've been working my, like just working my whole life to, to be, to not be that, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I've seen, uh, or not, I've, I've seen, but, um, I'm sorry. I just, I just lost my focus right there, but, um, you're trying not to become a statistic in the sense of people that have, right. Right. And, um, you know, I've come to find out that on my mother's side, there's been a lot of, you know, incidents like that going on. And I want to break that cycle. You know what I mean? I don't, out of everybody on my mom's side of the family, I think me and my sister, we the ones who came out the best because, you know, we, we've we worked to get our, our degrees, our college degrees. We've worked to be good people. And, um, but there's always that, that idea. It's like, I do find this person that I want to love or I want to, to be with is that 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 mentality that my dad had going to kick in? You know what I mean? Am I going to be? Am, am I my father's son? <laughs> you know, right. is that going to be? Uh, is that is that my future? And that's something. Um, when uh, when I met this woman, that's something I was afraid of too, uh, because her energy was something that uh, made me feel comfortable, and I've never really felt comfortable around, you know, a woman like that. Right. And, uh, you know, like the things I've gone through as a kid, I was sexually active at a young age. You know, I was sexually active at 12, 13 years old. And to me, sex is just an, is an action to me. It's not, um, it's not much emotion in my mind. It's just something that I do or you know that 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 happens to me and I was afraid that I would bring that oh well I'm I'm not even going like because I don't even know if the feelings are mutual you know what I mean Uh, that's how afraid I was to to let her know but um I was afraid that if they were mutual that I couldn't be that emotional support if she needed it because you were not sure and, how to how to support her emotionally. Right. You know what I mean? Because these people they 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 tainted my my outlook on, on touch, on, on sex, on, on emotions and love. And now I'm trying to get that back. You know what I mean? I'm trying to figure out how I guess in a sense how to reverse that and how to uh you know, learn how to do that. You know what I mean? Right. And like I said, it's um, I'm not used to talking to my talking about my feelings like this. Um, right. I ain't even on front. I'm I'm very uncomfortable right now doing this. I know I keep laughing, but that's just my uh, that's my nervous trigger. 
and it's uh you know i feel i feel lost right now and i just want to see if i could find a way to to figure out where i'm at where i want to be and i don't know man i think just by verbalizing it too do you feel like not necessarily better because that's not i don't think that's a fair but like oh do you feel better it's more so do you feel different whether it's good or bad uncomfortable uh relieved uh up looking forward or or being triggered you do you feel different from how you're feeling when you weren't like verbalizing it to anybody um yeah uh i do it does feel I feel like there's a weight being lifted off of me every time I uh, talk about it. Um, I've been, like I said, I've talked about it, about it to a few friends right now, and uh, it's it's a it's it's a mixing pot of emotion. I'm not gonna fret because every time I talk about, it, I get angry, and then I get sad, and you know, then I just get fucking in my head and and try to try to fantasize a different world and try to get out of it but then you know i i feel like that's just me trying to run from my issues right and you know it's uh i gotta i guess i gotta grow up you know what i mean at some point i gotta fucking bite the bullet and just take it head on but at the moment it's 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 an open wound, you know what I mean? It's still open to me. And uh, I feel bad for resenting my parents, but at the same time, I can't help it. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, cause like I said, I just feel like uh, on those situations, the ball was dropped and, you know, maybe I don't know what they went through in their lifetime growing up, but maybe they thought it was the best move. Yeah. Uh, my dad never knew about the molestation thing, uh, but even with the whole, you know, abusiveness on his end, you know, I don't know what he went through as a child. I don't know if his if his dad, I never knew my grandfathers on either side, so I didn't know what went on with them or whatnot, but, uh, but yeah. It was, I would say it's like, definitely a different time as well you know just we're, we're taught to like in in like certain cultures like you don't like you don't bring that to the table you know and yeah. I think I think as when you're a parent like I could tell you on my end like speaking as a parent I, I second guess a lot you know um, as far as like decisions that my partner and I make with with our son like things uh just the concept of raising a human being and dealing with their emotions and going through things that it's hard yeah. to tell and i and i can i can say that like if there's there's like a high chance that your your mom resented her own decision down the line or or I mean, we don't know, you know. Um, right. So it's and it's easy to say like, 
even I don't think you resent them. I think you're just a, you could be like upset with your with yourself too to be like I could have like you said I could have had a chance to bring this up and maybe maybe she would have said you know son I'm sorry that but I'm proud of you for what you've done and looking what like you've done a lot of really impactful things for yourself and for the community and a lot of that could be you trying to find your place and I think that's okay you know I think um when you do things and you try to you know put on and try to like um like deflect how you're how you're how you're really feeling I do think it does become part of how you're really feeling you know you said earlier like you're not sure if it's real or if you're just putting on you know um, yeah and I think that's okay for you to second guess yourself and I think it's okay for you to realize that you can change like you could grow and adapt over time and in the beginning it might have been you know a mechanism to like cope with your feelings and what you've been through as a as a young adult into adulthood but I think it's okay to realize too that like now I have changed for the better and you know what I'm saying and like like you said something earlier about like it kind of feels like you're like in a dark room and you're just like pushing forward without like it's kind of like a sense of direction yeah I think like one thing I took from that is like you have um you know how they say like the blind they have a better sense of smell or a better sense of hearing or like when you lose one sense other senses become stronger and you both you you might have felt like you lost something and that's why you feel like in a dark room but you you've gone through this experience i think that like you can kind of hold like great um pride in being a survivor and not going down that path thus far i know you're afraid to know how you're going to emotionally connect with with a partner you're afraid to know if you have these tendencies but you know you're a good dude bro so like i think you can have confidence in knowing that like this is more of a i'm a survivor situation and your voice even this like if people decide to hear, if you decide to put this out, if people hear this, I think you also take great pride in knowing that, like, you, you shouldn't feel resentment within yourself because this is going to inspire a lot of people, and it's it's really something that like is showing more so a great strength within you, you know. Like it's never too late, you know. It's been you know twenty six years or whatever you said. Um, yeah but you've also done a lot of a lot of positive things bro like you've you've done things in your life to help people you've done things in life to help yourself by you know getting getting like a lot healthier and prolonging your life so that way you can you could uh have more of an impact and you know it might not happen when you're 27 it might happen when you're 37 but um, right. i don't know you know, not to, you know like not to not to gas you up, but you know. No, I get you. I definitely, I definitely appreciate it. It's just, uh, I definitely, I, I appreciate it. Um, I need to learn how to, I need to learn how to build or or have self compassion. Um, that's something that my therapist brought up with me, is because uh, I guess the way I talk. 
it's, uh, like I said, I have a lot of anger in me and I've always had it in me. And I think I lash it out at myself the most because, you know, it's easiest. It's easy to, to, to put it on me instead of somebody else. And, and, uh, not saying that anybody else deserves it, but it's just, um, you know, I'm around me, so it's easier to just be angry at me. And one of the things that uh, that we talked about was um, for a long time, I've always blamed myself for what happened. And uh, it's because I always felt like I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't, you know, good enough to... To, to get myself out of situations. But um, she told me to my therapist, she told me that, uh, you know, I was young, I was a kid. You know what I mean? I, what could I do? And one of the exercises that she, she wants me to do is, you know, kind of when I speak to myself, speak to myself as if I was a kid, you know, that age when, when these things went on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's still hard. Yeah. It's uh, it's still hard. You know, it's. I don't know. Uh, I guess I just gotta learn how to to have compassion for myself, but it's. I, I need to figure out where to start. Yeah, and I think you're doing that by you talking to somebody doing this. Have you? Is this like new to you having having a therapist and what what sparked you to go that route? Uh like I said, this whole incident with the heartbreak, I think that was just the uh the final crack. And when I was in that uh that funk for I was in the funk for about three weeks. My sister, she called me, she uh she didn't know what was going on, she just knew I was depressed. And she was the one who told me maybe I should reach out to a to a therapist. And because I've never, I've always been afraid to talk to therapists, dude. Because I think I used to think they'll hypnotize you and believe the shit that you don't believe and all that jazz, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, my sister she told me maybe I should reach out because she uh she she had some uh, therapy work done when our mom passed away. And, uh, you know, I've done two, three sessions with this lady and it's, uh, it's relieving to talk to somebody about it, but at the same time, it's like, how much am I willing to put into it? You know what I mean? It's, it's, again, it's on me. It's like, I want to be open as open as possible to to anybody who who wants to ask me anything and you know I, I think this is how I want to do it um I just want I want to be as honest as I can be moving forward about any and everything moving forward um whether it's business whether it's personal whether it's you know artist to artist whether it's friend stuff you know it's uh yeah 
I'm tired of, of, like I said earlier, I'm tired of playing the part of being, you know, this normal person. Um, I just want to just let it all go or let it all open, let it all be open right now. Um, I'm currently experimenting with, uh, with touch, the sense of touch. And what I've done, what I'm doing is I'm refraining from touching or having physical contact with anybody because, like I said earlier, I think um, the idea for touch, for me at least, was warped the day these people abused their power with on me. And what I want to do is, because I believe touch is a powerful sense, I want to see if I can refrain from physical contact. So I can figure out how to truly appreciate it too. You know what I mean? Because I do believe, you know, from, you know, a handshake to intercourse, power and energy is exchanged through touch. And I need to understand my energy and my power before I'm able to exchange with anybody else. So mm. I'm just doing little things like that to to figure out, you know, like I said, just, build that self-compassion, figure out who I am and uh, move on from this. Cause you know, like I said, it's for 26 years, I've been breathing dirty air and, you know, I got a, you know, I got a, a whiff of it, you know, a whiff of fresh air not too long ago and it scared the shit out of me, but I liked it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try my best to get more of it. <laughs> I feel you. That's, oh, yeah. that's, that's powerful. That's moving, you know? Um, Thank you. Yeah. I mean, like, I think you're taking like, you know, the proper steps and there's a lot to unpack. And I think it starts with, like you said, a lot of self-compassion and kind of like channeling that resentment that you may feel for towards yourself and others, you know? Yeah. Um, especially because this, this person, or one of the one of the people that has affected you like this is is still um, like around, like you see them occasionally, right? So I don't even fuck with my family no more. Outside yeah. of my sister and my nieces. Yeah, there's no. I don't need, I'm, yeah. Yeah. It was like uh, it, go ahead. Oh no no, no I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was like uh, I don't know. The day my mom died, I just kind of. You know, like that was I was like I said, outside of my sister and my nieces the day my mom died. Those my sister and my nieces is my only family to me. And that's just how I roll right now. Um I don't know too much about my dad's side of family. Um I just know a lot of them are dead right now, so there's I don't really do much over there. Uh I have a few cousins and you know, uncles and aunts on my mom's side, but I don't really want anything to do with them. You know, yeah. And I feel like, uh, you know, as a as a as a as a family community, as a unit, as a clan, you know, everybody knew, everybody knows, but nobody did anything. Mm. And I have I have a lot of resentment and anger in my heart for that. Um, I can forgive them, but I can't forget it. You know what I mean? But it's just, uh, 
I can't I can't fuck with him, bro. Yeah. Have you like what are some of the things that you're looking forward to like implementing or doing as part of like your new way of like dealing with these things? Um, like this, like this, for example, like this is something that you, you could have talked yourself out of, but we've had this scheduled for a while and we followed through and you're here, we're having this conversation. You could have, you know, said, nah, I don't want to talk about this or let's talk about something else. You're doing it. So what are some, what are some other things that you are, um, like pushing forward on? Um, if you don't know what are some, some ideas that you've been thinking about? I mean, when it comes to me personally, I've been I've been running more. Um, so I've been I wake up, I'm doing stupid shit now. I, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm taking cold showers for the last two months. I'm taking cold showers. I don't take hot showers anymore. I sleep on the floor. Uh, I've been running. I run, you know, four four times out of week. I've been waking up at four thirty a.m. Um, it's, I think, trying to channel that energy that I had into other things is being beneficial for me. Um, but at the same time, I lose my focus easily. You know what I mean? It's like um, I'll be working on a project or something. I'll be out running and, you know a thought of popping my head that would just like fucking ruin it for me at that moment. And, and like, uh, for the next three to four hours, I'm, I'm just a fucking, uh, <laughs> I'm just, you know, a ball of, uh, of, of, of depression. Right. There's other emotions. Like, do you find yourself getting more, more grumpy, more like snappy with people? And... Not, not towards people. Um, cause I try to, I, so I try to control myself around people. Uh, when I do get grumpy, I try to do it, you know, when I'm by myself and, you know, I, uh, you know, I slap walls like door sills and shit. I try not to punch anything because, you know, I don't want to hit a hole or nothing. So I just open hands, slap some door sills or I'll beat my chest a little bit and, you know, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups and fucking living at a quarantine prisoner life right now, you know, in my little room. So, yeah, that's, yeah, bro. There's, I don't know, man. I I just want, <laughs> I, I want you to know too, just from the outside that like, if you f- feel like you're, you're not uh, like for lack of better words, normal. Yeah. Um, like, just to give you confidence as a friend, like you, you are, you, you know, you are, and like that. Just think of the things that you've been through as an experience that, like we've all we've all been through different things, positive and negative, but to different scales. Definitely. You Definitely. know, and, I think and I'm not like, uh, I'm not saying my shit's any worse than anybody else's shit, but it's uh, it's just the shit that I have to walk through, you know. <laughs> Right, right, and it, and it, and it's not that you don't have to even justify it like that. It's more so take the fact that you've been through this. It's kind of like you've, uh, you know, you've gone through these different, 
different levels. If life is like a video game, your your difficulty is set a little bit different than someone else that hasn't gone through this, you know. But you're here where right. you're, at, you're here where you're at now. Um, so it makes you like like I'm big on like I know a few people who have been who've gone through experiences experiences like this. And I think that's the more that I get to know people, even though, you know, I've never thought I'd have this conversation with you. It lets me know like why the term survivor is used. You feel me? Um, yeah. So, and I think, you know, talking about it is, is a big, is a big part of it. And I think like, especially when it comes to like adulthood and like dating, you know, that's something that's, might be like you said you're going through this recent heartbreak and then you look at it you're like i don't even know if the feelings were mutual yeah so it kind of makes it makes it feel kind of trivial like what am i even tripping on this for yeah but i think it's it's that uh that regret yeah because i have no problem you know talking to females and 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 you know getting what I need out of it at the time, but it was, it's something about this particular one where I felt like, uh, I felt like I, I felt dirty and I felt like if I brought this to her life, I don't know what's going on in her life, you know what I mean? But I felt like I would just be dirtying up her life and I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of one of the things like when you, when you, at what point in the, in the relationship do you bring this up, you know? Right. Yeah, it's you know that's that's something that you know I'm not a dating expert, so I don't know. <laughs> you know, hey, um, you had me fooled for a minute, bro. But I was taking notes. <laughs> yeah, but what I think you should do is this: go on. No, I, just, I don't know. <laughs> was it uh, was the fucking app called? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm I've been in a relationship for a long time. I, I missed the online dating wave. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what any of these apps are. <laughs> Just text me that list later. For <laughs> <laughs> sure, no, I'm just fucking with you, man. But yeah, I think um, that's it, man. Um, I don't really want to talk about it no more. And, uh, I definitely appreciate, you know, my tens of twenties of listeners out there who took the time to to hear this out and um, I mean you guys are going through anything I definitely definitely do agree with uh, seeking out help seeking out a therapist or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's helped me and I don't know it can help you too but I definitely appreciate you too JMKM for taking the time to listen to me bitch <laughs> or whatnot <laughs> For the Love past me. 45 minutes or so. And um, get your shit together, man. Yeah. Hey, that's what we're working on, right? <laughs> you got this. You got this. Is what, um, sure. do you have any advice for anyone that's gone through something similar? Like that has been, you know, thinking aside from, you know, talking to somebody, but anything you'd yeah. like to share or anything you'd like to tell yourself, uh, maybe of six months ago, of a year ago? It's, um, it's not your fault. It's, it's, it's not your fault. So you 
don't blame yourself for 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 the people who abuse their power and and their authority on you. Um, that's something that I didn't get till recently. Yeah. But uh, just yeah, it's 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 not your fault. Just um, just know that you know. What I mean, it's it's. it's yeah. There you go. That's it. There it is. Well, thank you for sharing, man. I mean, you know, for me to play co-host here, thank you for allowing me to be on this platform and, uh, you know, for everyone listening, you know, feel free to, to, you know, to reach out to like a friend, a loved one to, you know, to talk about it. If you, if you feel like it, I think, I think, I think you're right. I'll write it down, write it down, you know, when you feel comfortable, talk to talk to somebody you you care about, and you know, don't don't hold it in no more. Don't uh, it's toxic. It, it, it's it's definitely a toxic feeling. Yeah, well, I appreciate you sharing, man. Any uh, any last words to to like send us out? Uh, yes. Tap into your potential. <laughs>